welcome to Pocket Watch Podcast. I'm Zach. Cruz. Jake. No guests. Yes, sir. No guests. Just the boys shooting the shit Original. today. The OGs and the bitch. Shooting the shit today. Episode 54? Something like. No. 55? 55. 55. Episode 55? Damn, we 55 in the cut. Let's go. Let's go. We're, dedication to you guys. just want to say um, it's Easter Sunday. And yeah, we're recording this. Easter, on Easter yes. Sunday yeah. right yeah. now We're in the studio recording on Easter Sunday for you guys We all got family People, Our, our family are all doing something And we're over here recording for you guys yeah, Dedication for you guys Sacrifica- Sacrification <laughs> Sac- <laughs> Sacrifice for you guys It is a sacrification <laughs> In a sense, you know <laughs> On Easter The resurrection Damn, right? <laughs> Damn. Damn Nah, but boy got deep We recorded we record uh, a little early for this one I know last week y'all just saw Jay we're recording that Sunday, Easter Sunday, because uh, I'm gonna be in DR. Shout hey. out, shout Ooh. out to, shout out to future me, boy. I'm about to be <laughs> feeling great when I come back and listen to this episode. Yeah, right, man. I'm trying to relax. Oh, I haven't had a vacation like this. Damn. Like I've been having, like we've been traveling a lot. Like a couple of my coworkers and some of my buddies are like, damn, like y'all motherfuckers travel like a lot or whatever. But like, yeah. it's usually like a three day weekend or something like that. This one's gonna be five nights, Tuesday through Sunday. DR all inclusive adults only type resort, man. I'm gonna get butt naked wild, <laughs> butt naked nasty. I'm fucking enjoying that shit. Well, I, I can't wait. I used to take fucking like six vacations a year, and since my girl started her program, I barely even vacation now. Yeah, I miss it. But we have a bunch of vacations scheduled for next year. Like September, we're going to Vegas, and then uh, December, I know we're going to uh, Tennessee. Yes, so yes. We got a you, couple of things. But you so. ever, you know, one thing I noticed with this vacation, and because like this is the first like <clears throat> big vacation we planned, just me and my girl, um, and it's like a party type vacation, right? Like yeah. all inclusive, oh yeah, adults only, Drinks. shit like that, right? So she's showing me like all these videos and like trying to plan shit out like at the resort, and a lot of it is like. Like, have you ever caught yourself planning a trip with your girl, like, as if it was with the boys, and then you yeah. kind of realize, like, oh, wait, I'm going to be with my girl the whole yeah. time? Like, this ain't no, like, like it's like, yeah, there's this party and this party, and then you look at the videos, and it's just girls in bikinis and shit like that, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's late. We're going to do this, and I'm going to wear that. <laughs> and then, like, when you're done with it, you're like, but I want to be with my girl. Like, who cares? Like, what are we doing? Like, it's, and it's way better. Don't get me wrong. It's way better vacationing with your girl or whatever. But it's like one of those vacations where you're like, damn, this would have been a great, like, with the boys type of vacation. You know what Real I mean? Bad. And I'm like, man, like, most. Part two next year? Yeah, man. We got to <laughs> do something, bro. Like, that'd I, be lit. It's funny because I'll say certain things and I'm just like, you know what? Like, this like yeah maybe we'll get lit and some stuff like that but it's like it's with your girl bro like you don't want to like you get a different time right? yeah different good time, that's you know? what i'm saying i'm like uh, like it's gonna be fun and ambiance and stuff like that but then it's definitely a different vibe like unless you got unless your girl is like one of those girls that likes girls or whatever that's a different situation that would be fun yeah. especially if you're partying somewhere like <laughs> dr or something like that but there's probably only like one out of 30 girls that are one like percenters that. yeah yeah and probably can't trust that girl if she is like that. I don't know. I hope you can. It's all topic right now. Anywho, um, that's our intro for you guys. But uh, th- thank you guys for tuning in again for another week. Um, just want to go ahead and give you guys a shout out if you guys haven't already. Like, follow, subscribe. Um, if you guys are on the Block 105, thank you guys for your uh, for listening every week. Thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you guys as well. But go ahead and head over onto our social medias and our YouTube so that. 
Um, it's going to be at Pocket Watch Podcast. Go ahead and show us some love, like, follow, and everything like that for all. Wait, give stuff. us some feedback, man, because yeah. the block. I love the block, and they give us like analytics and stuff like that. But I would like to see. Like if some you, engagement from Yeah, that. if you stay on the even if you don't go on our platform and yeah. listen, but you stay on the block because we're on there cuz we're getting like 2800 or something weekly listeners yeah. from the block and I'm like that's fucking dope. But it's like if you're staying on the block to hear what we're talking about or whatever, like shoot at least follow us on Instagram or something. Give us a little interaction, give us a little uh input on certain things cuz that would be great. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's that's like a pro and con. Like we're 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 Putting our stuff out on a platform that we don't control at all, yeah. right? But the pro of it is they don't try to control us. Like, they don't tell us nothing. Like, don't curse. Nah, yeah. Don't do none of this. So, we're not tripping at all. But um, we do kind of pay for the service, right? Like, to it's not it's cheap. It's only, like, 30 bucks or whatever. But, like, to get our stuff onto that platform for reach, that's the pros of it. But you do realize, and as we get more and more into this game, Controlling your content becomes bigger and bigger, yeah. right? Like what? What? Are, are, I saw you kind of going back and forth with that one guy, how he was kind of going against Anchor, yeah. Where he was kind of claiming like that RSS feed type platform doesn't give you full control or necessarily all the analytics that you should be seeing. Yeah. We don't know because we only kind of started on Anchor. Yeah. Our other one is YouTube. YouTube will upload directly to or whatever, but yeah, it's it's something we're starting to kind of learn about this in like year two. You know what I mean in the in the process. It's, it's going to be hard to switch from Anchor though if we ever do because honestly though, man, I don't know what type of more analytics we could possibly get from something because they break down for geographic cities. They, they go geographic for like obviously country. Then you can break down the country into states, the cities, and then you can even do like counties. And it goes from like men to female. It goes like and and the that, analytics go so deep. And that bro. post you were commenting on. Sometimes people like to just. Uh, like this was a red flag for podcast yeah. post, right? Yeah. So like he's yeah. just trying to find anything and everything wrong with what yeah. most people are yeah. probably doing. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. And, but it is something to consider. And and, and and what he was saying though, if you if you read later on in the conversation between them, he was just saying that Anchor's not good to record on, which we don't. We don't record on Anchor. We just we, that's that's our RSS feed. Yeah, and. Analytics from that I mean I don't know I'd be interested to see What kind of other analytics You can get from other things But I don't know What else you can even get It gives you like Full demographic breakdown Countries It gives you full Like full user It tells you what device They, they listen to on It tells you What application They listen to on I don't know how else You could break yeah. it down more The only other way It could break down Is like Your listeners like This artist more than anybody Yeah yeah Or like That now would be like A crazy animal. I'm not gonna lie Low key I was like Um JP texted like maybe a week or two weeks ago saying that one of his boys is trying to start a podcast with some of the basics like what like what did you guys do this and that and I kind of put it all out there and I was like damn we we like I was like roadcaster soundboard 500 bucks right and then shit that's 599 600 bucks or whatever and then each of these road mics which thank god we did this shit because they help a lot <laughs> You see big podcasts That don't invest In the right microphones And they sound like shit bro yeah. and, and we've had these For a year now And, and they sound great Beautiful. bro They're, They sound they'll, perfect They'll last forever Unless we break them But I was sending that And then I sent You know And, and each I, mic is what Like 150 We got like 6 of them Yeah About 100 bucks Yeah Yeah Well we got 5 You keep saying 6 You make you give me anxiety <laughs> like We I, have 6 I could have sworn No nah, bro We only have 5 Okay anyways Anyways And then each <laughs> Then for each microphone You gotta buy the stand for it, the wires for it. Yeah, but I was just thinking, I was like, damn, headphones. We, we got deep into this shit. We are in it. I love it. Yeah. I love this shit. But yeah, man, let's get kind of to the topic, semi topic. We're just shooting the shit today. It's just the boys today. 
Um, oh, we're gonna bring some some heat. Don't worry about that. Some fire. Yeah, we have, yeah. It's gonna be a good topic. Actually, this is actually a really good one. So shout out to Cruz for this. All right, that was a great episode, guys. Uh, fuck great with good. us. <laughs> Check us out. All right, right guys. Deuces. Like. Follow. Subscribe. Paco. Watch out. <laughs> nah, but uh, today. It's just the boys. Um, I just want to say before you, sorry, but it's crazy because I was eight minutes in, and there's a lot of podcasts that only drop eight minute, eight minute videos. Oh, yeah. So that would, literally, can you imagine, like, oh, let's do a podcast. All right, eight minutes. All right, guys, we're good. Yeah, we could be done. I'm going to home. <laughs> Worth the drive. They're probably not saying the stupid shit we've been saying the past eight minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. They're dropping some heat. But anyways. But, uh, okay, so shit we want to kind of talk about today, I think, is relative to us, is relative to some things that are going on, and uh, it's something we wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. And it's kind of like uh, the main general topic is the pivot, right? Like the pivot point, right? I think everybody listening, I know all of us here have went through that moment in your life where you're trying really hard for something and then you keep hitting that barrier, you keep hitting, you know, those those stopping points, those resistance points, and then you <laughs> kind of realize like at a certain point, like, damn, I, I need to make a pivot in what I'm doing, right? Whether it's what you want to do because you really want to do it, whether it's because you can't, you found you can't do one thing and then maybe I'll be better at this. But uh, you you found a point in life where you had to make that pivot, right? And I think it would be a cool thing to talk about and reflect on on how that pivot has went. And, and for a lot of people, that pivot is like a life-changing moment. It's whatever you're doing right now or however you're doing um, is because of that moment that you made a pivot. Uh, and for us, and we'll get into it after we kind of talk about these, but I feel like just us three, we kind of have... Jacob's probably like the oldest pivot, right? Back when he was doing his marketing, switched over to real estate. Me, kind of more intermediate in the middle of this whole journey where I was going for the CPA and then I made a big decision to go to my MBA, which I love. Like, we're going to get into this. And Zach is getting ready to hit a pivot, which I don't, it was kind of hard for me to understand because Zach does really good at what he does right now. Like, he's doing really good and it's his own business and this and that. And then he's like making a total different switch. For the pilot deal. Yeah. And, uh, but before we get into that and our own personal things, I just want to talk about this because I know, and this is relative to the pivot, because I know uh, a lot of people have seen this meme, right? Where they show all these successful people and it was kind of like what they were doing when they were 23 years old, right? Where it's kind of like the main goal of that meme is saying, like, don't worry about it, like, be patient, like, time will come. (laughs) But I like to look at it as, like, I know every single one of these people had a, that point in their life where they're like, oh, I got to yeah. make a pivot. Like, yeah. I got to do this. Like, I'm good at this. I got to dive into this or whatever. And some of the examples they have here, J.K. Rowling at 23 years old was broke, right? And then J.K. Rowling, she's the writer of Harry Potter, yeah. right? So she, at 23, she was broke. At 25, she had the idea of Harry Potter on a train, right? And then started writing like crazy. And then we know the, how that went. We know the story between that, right? And you'll kind of see a common theme where it's like almost like most people's pivots is that rock bottom. Not everybody's right. Like Zach's is a different story, but which is why it's most surprising to me. But most of our pivots come from a rock bottom. Uh, Jeff Bezos was flipping burgers at McDonald's at 23. (laughs) Right. And then I think at 25, it shows that he started doing, um, he started doing finance programming for banks. Right. Like that's yeah. that's that's Jeff Bezos. Walt Disney just declared bankruptcy at 23. 
uh, Barack Obama was a community organizer at 23 years old. Right, you notice this trend like these community people, organizers kind of kind of yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty big though, and it's kind of hard because especially like, if you're a politician, that's yeah. not a bad yeah that's no. A bad gig. But I mean, in in retrospect, like 23 to become a president, that's a big jump, nonetheless, because you know there's only one president, yeah, one, one president at a time per term. But like like the percentage of people that become presidents is probably like the most slimmest career yep. in oh, the whole yeah. world. Any. So to think like, but like nonetheless, community or community organizing these people are doing to be a billion, a multi-billion in sales, freaking author like J.K. Rowling, no, yeah, or to be ab- a Jeff yeah, Bezos, absolutely. all oh, this yeah. is point. And, yeah. and here's a, here's a couple other, and I feel like there's a, definitely a trend here. Mark Cuban, super big investor, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, this and that at 25, graduated from Indiana university. He was a bartender in Dallas. Right, like that was that was Mark Cuban at twenty five. I'm twenty five years old right now. Twenty six. Yeah, he was a bartender in Dallas, right? And then he became Mark Cuban. Uh, Goldman Sachs CEO was a unhappy lawyer. That's more of like a doing good but not happy with what you're doing. He probably made that pivot and and succeeded in whatever he was doing. Uh, Ralph Lauren was a sales assistant at Brooks Brothers, right? Just a sales assistant at another clothing line. Ralph Lauren when he was twenty five years old, and then. Uh, there's another one Tesla uh, Elon Musk Was running his first Internet company At 25 years old Which That's not too bad That's, that's pretty bad good He was doing pretty good <laughs> yeah. He's already his in first, the whole Internet shit But he was but, but his first His first internet company Wasn't that eBay I don't know if eBay? it was PayPal Oh no I, I thought PayPal was Jeff Bezos No or am I wrong? No it was Zip2 Like we don't even know About this Zip one Zip2 Zip2 So so who did Who did PayPal And who did eBay He did PayPal Elon, Elon, Elon did PayPal. Elon, Elon did PayPal, okay. which had a big piece okay, so, in so, eBay. So that's what it was. Yeah. He yeah. created PayPal. Yeah. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk was one of the yeah. founders of, never of PayPal. Yeah. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Oh shit. And yeah. it's pretty crazy. I mean, and so that's how you start off. That's but, like big jump for him. Yeah. Big jump. Yeah. And that's Elon Musk. I just wanted to say before we get into Elon, but like if uh, another reason why it's good that we're talking about this is I feel like that pivot point in life comes in this age range, right? Like from like twenty three to what thirty. I feel yeah, like that's yeah. where you hit like if. In that within that range age range is when a lot of people hit that pivot point in life where they are like, all right, this ain't working Something. out. I gotta switch this up. I gotta go deep this way or whatever. Right? I feel like that's that's for, and just a good example is us three right now, all in that age range, all hit that pivot at some point and yeah. hitting another pivot. And again, this is not specific to that right? age range. I feel like we'll probably hit others along our life. You know, like real estate flipping. Versus, you know, real estate agent, you know what I mean? Like, that's a different thing, too. But uh, Elon, this was a big one for me because this is kind of crazy where uh, it's interesting because he he's somebody that was had an Internet company, whatever, 25, but totally did all kinds of other things with the SpaceX, with the Tesla, with all this and that. And then that goes into like what's happening right now where he's trying to buy Twitter. Right. Forty three billion dollar. That's the rest of the valuation of Twitter or whatever. And I feel like he's the one like out of all these people that are going to be is go- is going to be one of the biggest uh, outside of maybe Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not sure which one is going to be the biggest 10 years from now or the most impactful. Right. Like like our um, like Albert Einstein of this generation type deal. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it's for me. I, I think it's going to be Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. Elon but, Musk. So I think it's Elon. Definitely right. Like I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is. I'm using Einstein, but like the genius of this generation. Like, I, I think I think it's definitely going to be like Elon that kind of pulls ahead. And I think the reason why I think because Mark is just kind of like to the point now where he's just kind of 
he's kind of more relaxing and enjoying it. And Elon is like, I feel like I have I have the thought in my mind that Elon's just getting started. And I think Mark doesn't have much innovation to go off of after the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be, but you have Elon who has SpaceX. Depending on how big metaverse gets, will answer that question. If you ask me, that is true. Because if metaverse takes over, like it's Ready Player One type shit, he's the one. Like metaverse, metaverse is going to. I think metaverse in the next ten years is going to completely change the way that society operates. in every single way, and I truly believe that. Um, It might not be my cup of tea, but I think it's going to. I think it's going to take off. But I think that so it's kind of it's going to be difficult because I feel like Mark Zuckerberg is going to play a huge role in people's virtual life, and then Elon's going to play a huge role in people's physical life. Right, and what's more important right now for sure the physical it's, life, but who yeah. knows? Like, yeah, what becomes sure. more important? Like, on, like in that digital way. Of I've learned in ten years, like so many things can change so fast. So, yeah, and then <sighs> another big thing with that, where like for me, like Elon's making big moves, where it's that Twitter, like buying Twitter, right, and. For me, it's like, uh, first thing I thought when I saw that was like, all right, like Zuckerberg, you can see how much power he has because he has control of all this data, all these things, and then he could push what people see a lot and he could control algorithms and what people like to see, right? The same reason why they think TikTok's away, China is attacking us, right? By pushing (laughs) just stupid shit, trying to make us stupid, you know? That just goes to show how much power there is in this. Instagram, Facebook, that's, that's, that's Zuckerberg. But Twitter, if... Elon buys Twitter. He's already got. He's already one of the most active people on Twitter. Like he's got like this big following just from Twitter. Like it's it's really crazy. Yeah. And he was he's trying to buy that out. And like for somebody to have the market on like cars and trying to like push like something that's not um, like trying to push something like revolutionary like people using these electric cars, the SpaceX things like that to also have that control of like. Like uh, like what we see and 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 what gets accepted like because Twitter's a big I think that's like one of the big three social media. What right? over at the AI chimp one too? Remember the whole uh, the thing with the oh, what is yeah, ne- Neuralink? Neuralink, yeah, Neuralink. Don't forget that too. Yeah, the Neuralink. <laughs> so like he um, and if you've ever seen uh, on Netflix, don't look up. It's a it's a nice little analogy of like there's a big difference between what's really happening and then the perception that's put out to the people. Yeah. Those are two big battles that it's like 50, 50. Right. And, and maybe that show even showed that the perception is even has a heavier weight than what's actually happening. Right. Yeah. And like for Elon to go on by Twitter, like he's, he's putting a lot of value in the perception of the people. And he's smart for looking at that and realizing that and trying to have some control. Honestly, though, something that's that's really, really smart from like a, from like a business owner perspective, because think about it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know technically if uh, Twitter is, is bigger than Instagram or Facebook, but Twitter is definitely a bigger site to, or application, whatever to use for businesses. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that differentiates Facebook, Instagram and Twitter is the fact that Twitter is really, really like company driven. You know, you make a tweet about a company, the company's inbox. Yeah. You, like, oh, hey, let's fix the fucking problem. Yeah. So yeah. like Twitter is really, really huge with like company base. And since Elon is an entrepreneur and he's always doing all these different innovations and all these different ideas and he's trying to sell to consumers, I think it's a really smart market to kind of to kind of attain because then you're able to kind of control the biggest, the biggest social media. Um, it's like a website. big three for sure. I probably don't, yeah. we, we probably don't know shit about nothing, but I feel like 
Facebook, Instagram are big for sure, right? No shit. Yeah. But Twitter is not. It's 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 in there. I feel like Twitter it's is big three. Almost, I think Twitter is bigger than Instagram. If anything, and Facebook's I think so. Top dog. Yeah, yeah. Metaverse yeah, but like I, when it comes to business, I don't think Facebook is top dog. Right, right. No, business, business is specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- yeah. yeah companies. That's, not, only, that's what I'm getting at. Is like because he has these companies, and if he has, if he controls a social media platform that. Is for companies and he has multiple companies that are starting and all these innovative yeah. ideas. He's going to be able to push these ideas Outside so much that, easier. Twitter is like a place where for people to put like these statements and shit, right? And like yeah. try to like quotes and like try to move. Like uh, uh, Twitter is a, also a good place for hot topics, like like opinions, yeah. right? Like it's one of the best places the for base. opinions, right? Because even on Instagram, people are posting their Twitter posts because that's their opinion they're putting out there. Where Instagram or whatever doesn't necessarily have the best platform to just put this statement and I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking like, especially if it's like election or some shit yeah. like that. Like Twitter's probably on fire with these posts because it's just these statements and it's opinion persuaders. It's 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 driving the perception of what people think are right and wrong a little bit. And, and that's a that on top of business. It's like a pro. It's a double pro for Elon to go that route, I think, for sure. Like, if he buys an Instagram or something like that, which he can't, but let's just say some <laughs> platform like Instagram, you're right. It doesn't do – it's not as effective as yeah. a Twitter would be. And the other thing is, is I think we might be giving him too much credit, like giving him that evil mastermind too much credit. Like, we're seeing how good this is for him as a businessman, but they were saying – same article had another reference article where Elon was pretty much saying um, – it's not about the problem. The problem with Twitter isn't. Uh, let me see. Let me see what that was. Problems. Yes. Problem. Twitter's problem from Elon from Elon's Musk perspective. Twitter's problem is not uh, blocking or anything like that. It's, it's censorship. What yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? It's, it's not abuse. It's, it's not abuse. It's censorship. Yeah. So his thing is. In his opinion and everything he said so far about this purchase has not been about business or yeah, or, yeah, or this or that or like strategic things like for his future and what he's trying to push, which we're giving him that credit for. I think that will inevitably happen anyways. Yeah, but his reason for doing this, and that's a $43 billion reason for him, but it's censorship. And I guess he's a big proponent in like... Uh, Cause like that, you know, yeah, free speech and shit like that. This whole cancel culture, the stuff like that, yeah. whatever, this and that. And I guess Twitter had this has this thing where you could kind of change tweets or something like that. I forgot what it was. And then like, it, it's kind of weird the like, way they like, could like, like edit them. Yeah, where you could like edit, edit other people's, people's things yeah, or retweet with an edit. I don't. I forgot how it was. Or if they tweeted something and you retweet it and they changed it, that's what your retweet says. Kind of mm. thing. Where it's kind of weird. And, I can believe that, yeah. But his thing with it is the censorship. And I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but, like, I guess apparently Twitter's been heavy on the censorship and well, shit like Well, social media and, and in, general. in general, Facebook, you know, I use, fa- <laughs> I'm, I use Facebook more than anything, and Facebook's ridiculous with a lot of censorship stuff. Like, um, during COVID and during the elections, if you ever made, if you said, if you use the word COVID in yeah. a status, automatically a thing will pop up bottom and be like, and it would be on everybody's thing. It would be like a little warning Vaccine. thing. Yeah. And it would be like, for latest up-to-date stuff, please visit cdc.org for accurate and true up-to-date information, yada, yada. Or if you make a post about something, 
Facebook will have like they have like a group of like fact checkers. Yeah, that yeah. will go through and fact check. Which a lot of that is important. No, but there was one time I I, I not, my not girl. all of them are accurate, and that's on both sides. On 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 no matter what opinion that you have, even opinions that. I'm I'm I don't I don't share the same viewpoint as there's been incorrect Good fact checks. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But there, I mean that that kind of uh, it's half and half. But for me, but really drew the line was like I was tagging my girl into an actual like some funny stuff, and I was just like, oh wow, this is some stupid. Uh, look at this shit. Yeah, and I got legit uh, a freaking email from that email, but one of those notifications telling me I was gonna be banned. Yeah. for two weeks if yeah. I ever said the words this. I think it was stupid or shit. It was one of the two words I said, and I was like. It made no sense. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just to my girl. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Like nobody else. I'm not being an asshole. Like it's crazy because censorship. No, that's real though. So maybe his big thing is like uh, not Twitter specifically, but just social media in general has crazy censorship where people's well, posts I are mean, getting taken down well, and shit, shit like that. One of the greatest examples of Twitter censorship. They fucking remove Trump as a fucking. As oh the, yeah, that's a they, big one. They remove. How do you remove the fucking president. I, I, either presidents or ex president United States fucking Twitter? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's because of him saying things that they didn't like that that the, that the employees didn't agree with. And it's crazy to see because like the internet used to be like no man's land. It used to be like <laughs> yeah. cowboys Anything. on free. Yeah. Like, get, like all the crazy be porn. Races on there. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and, for real. And nowadays, and like that's why a lot of like there's like a lot of smaller. Um, Social media platforms that are actually starting to grow up because they don't have the censorship in it that that exists. But it's like it's hard though because all right, Elon wants to buy Twitter and he wants to change this, right? That sounds good, but uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff was never always this heavy on the censorship, right? Why are they like this now? A big reason we know we've all seen Zuckerberg in these courthouses and shit yep. for for. The past 10 years constantly in these courthouses for different reasons, but more recently it's because, right? Like, what was the whole um, uh, sharing your information? Sharing, well, there's the sharing the information. One. That's 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 for sure happening. <laughs> like that, he, he was that's he, for sure happening. Yeah, he was he was in court a lot for that. But but does hasn't he gotten flack for like letting people post political things and stuff like that? Like, I feel like he's gotten a lot where because like they said a big reason why Trump won was because of all the anti Trump shit that's that was posted. On. And stuff, right? So that's that's a that's why they incorporated a catalyst of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it it does make you think a little bit, right? Like where it's like Zuckerberg might be looking at him, like, yeah, you think it's easy, huh, buddy? Like you think it's easy to have this big ass platform and not have some type of censorship because you gotta just like when you're in government or whatever, you're making decisions for the masses, right? Like so so when you have this platform like that, you're gonna get a lot of flack for. You know, it's just going to be interesting to see how Elon handles it. Handles the same things Zuckerberg had to go to, which in turn turned into this censorship shit. You know what I mean? And I, he seems like the one that would fight back the most, though, right? Yeah, like if I there is somebody to fight back, it depends yeah. on how much profit you want from the company and how big you want to scale it. I mean, he I, just wants I, it to be a general company. I think I think Elon doesn't really care about fucking profits. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if he doesn't care about profits, he's not going to go no. out his way to increase revenue and and change censorship. You know, like well, so let it be what it is. The other, I mean, so can't wait to see that, right? Because everything might look one way for someone. Like from the outside perspective, you could do so much better always, right? Until. That person that's in there could probably look at you and be like, yeah, you think it's that easy, right? Like, Facebook was this cowboy zone where there was everybody could say whatever the fuck they wanted to say. It was free country type shit. But I've been in all these fucking courthouse and I got sued for so much shit, right? Like, I know Facebook, I forgot what, I don't know where I heard it from, but Facebook has their own litigation team that has to go over certain things 
constantly because they're constantly getting sued for all this shit. Like when you create a new account, that terms and conditions thing, like like that's big. There's a lot of shit in there that protects them from a lot of things or whatever. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how Elon kind of goes through that. Um, but the other side is, I got a question. So, because we were talking about like how this Twitter thing, and we were saying maybe we're giving him too much credit because he's he's very much saying this is all about the censorship shit. Sorry, right? before, before we get Go off ahead. of that, I wanted to say one thing. Or what if what what if another idea that's kind of stumped in my mind? What if Elon has an idea to uh, to obtain Twitter and then create his own type of metaverse for Twitter? That's another thing that he might be possible. But the metaverse isn't even attached to a social media, right? Yeah, right. It's a metaverse. I mean, he well, could, metaverse is owned by Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> right? Right. So, so like, I mean, you can create a whole other metaverse. He doesn't want. even like creating a Pluto. He can have Earth. a Tesla. Yeah. Same, yeah. same concept. Yeah, you he can, can have, have a Tesla metaverse if you want. Yeah, to. he can have a Tesla verse or whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> but you know? that would be dope too. That would be dope. And it is kind of like, but 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 you want to have it attached to a social media because how do you get all these people to come into it so easily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook is easier because when you log in, metaverse is there. Everything like touch that. the mass. Eventually, you can upload a neural link into the meta world, his meta world, and there you go. You That's live, it. As yourself, and he's going to pull. He's going. <laughs> tell you, he's thinking bigger than us. I'm yeah, telling you, it's a different level shit. Some of this shit, like with Zuckerberg, Bezos, and Elon, a lot of this is just like you just see like a bunch of guys slinging their big dicks around kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like 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 Bezos is like, oh, I. I want to start my own space program too and shit like that i want to do this what do you think is more what was a better purchase right because all of these guys like when you get to a big big enough point like when you're when you're at their level you do care about the narratives right and this is kind of going back to what we were talking about early that we we're giving him too much credit for like the whole um trying to control the narrative trying to control the masses kind of uh, censorship is a big thing, but like maybe that's just his excuse because he is he does know like every big person like this needs to have a stream. For instance, Bezos bought the Washington Post, right, yeah. which is a newspaper, right? Why? Because he does he does he can control stories that go out into the world, right? Like you're not going to shit on Amazon, you're not going to shit on me, you know, certain things. And if I could control this one big platform that puts out information, that's cool with me. Like like that's something that they think about. Do you think Twitter buying Twitter is more impactful than buying Washington Post, yes, a newspaper? Yes, because yes. yes. he's right. If you if you can control, I mean, if you can let people actually voice their opinions, and I'm, all right, and it's sad because a lot of people in this world aren't going to go out their way to do research. That's what sucks about it too. No, it's great when you don't have censorship because you can actually get different opinions, no. and things you won't see on the news or in articles. But if you don't research it, then a lot of a it's lot of be people a waste of time. My girl included gets her information from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta go. You gotta research. Go deep yep. in it and figure it out. And if people do that, then it will be beneficial because we're not listening to Fox. We're not listening to these newspapers. We can actually make an articulate decision, like a, you know, just something we can be smart about before we say, "Yeah, yo, look at this. Mars is real and aliens live up there." Like, yeah. We can actually say with confidence. Yeah, I think uh, one likes like uh, Washington Post or whatever. Like none of us read the newspaper, but a lot of people follow like. Their their Instagram or a lot of people. I, I, I read the articles. On their Google articles the time, yeah. on Google or on their website and stuff. So I think those come like maybe with a little more accreditation, like a little more. Um, uh, it's it's not some influencer posting their opinion, right? So like maybe that is where that has more weight, maybe more value, right? Like if something said it comes from the Washington Post, you might take it with a little more weight than like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about on Twitter. Yeah. But what's crazy is I'm not sure most people think that way. 
Right? No, like, no. <laughs> if you could get into their subconscious more often, that's probably yeah. more powerful than that one article that might have more accreditation and stuff like that. Like, because I feel like, I feel like, as um, once somebody, once somebody establishes an opinion, it's really hard to change that opinion. Yeah. And people can establish that opinion based off other people, whether they have people that, like, they trust the judgment on influencer-wise or just, like, follower-wise or they just happen to see a lot. If, if you see something and you're used to seeing that and that opinion, it kind of transfers into your mind in a sense of, like, okay, th- this is how it is. So when you see something opposing it, it's, hard, it's harder to believe because you've seen the opposite. I got something for you. I don't know if you've ever seen on Facebook. Um, they were, like, and even Facebook. It was actually on some, like, Noah, Trevor Noah show on uh-huh. the Daily. So he opposed the shit of this guy going out and in Trump rallies. And it'd be like, all right, so why do you think, you know, this, this, and that? And he'll ask them yeah. some legit questions. And yeah. their answers would be all from off shit the they heard on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Everything they saw on Facebook. Like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. This, no, this, this, no, this. no, no. Jimmy Kimmel does that, <laughs> yes, too. Yeah. There Everybody, and, there's so many people, people so do many, that. So yeah. many people do and that. And it's yeah. like, yo, like, you, do, even when it's coming out your mouth, do the, you even, like, The Trump campaign it? was the best example. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yep. best example to what we're talking about now. Yeah, and they saw it on both sides. Everybody went to both sides. It was happening on both sides of the spectrum. There was videos of people going to the to the Biden ones and everything yep. like that and it, it the hillary clinton ones it was going on since then too you see the exact same ones like oh in the last 40 or whatever years that biden's been in office what's your favorite thing he's done uh fuck because, trump but you know because it's, it's, it was happening and it goes to sides. show bro and, it, and i don't mean to say there's more stupid people in this world than smart people but there's more people that don't care that do care i yes. will say for sure and then that's where, like, you got stupid people and then people that don't care and then people that are on the fence. And all those people aren't really doing research, right? Like, all, and I might be those people, that person that's on the fence where I could care less either way a little bit, where I won't even argue either way yeah. hard. But I'll also be the first to tell you that I'm not researching it either, right? But then there's a lot of stupid people that don't research and they have their opinion. And then there's the people that, uh, just don't care at all, and yeah. and and that's the way you get all that that market right there is Twitter and shit like that. Media. Just putting it yeah. subconsciously into their feed, subconsciously into their mind, and honestly, stuff like the Washington Post and stuff is only going to get maybe like that ten percent that actually give a fuck and are like looking into things, you know. And depending on what business you have, you probably care more or less about the other. But I definitely think this is a big thing for a businessman to go and buy a social media platform is going to be big for Elon. I think it's going to be crazy, especially all these ideas he has that are, people aren't necessarily used to and stuff. He could start getting that kind of throwing it out there. I, yeah. I saw recently when he was on um, the Joe Rogan podcast, they were talking about AI with Elon, mm-hmm. and Elon was saying that he thinks AI is the biggest threat that mankind's ever going to face. Yeah, and, and the fact that the fact that there's no type of regulation. On yeah. AI is is a really scary thing, is what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, it's going and he, and it's funny, it's ironic because he's the one with the most <laughs> AI groundbreaking going AI shit yeah. going on. You know what I mean? Like artificial and stuff. Well, there's that, and then like the I don't know, like the Neuralink thing creeps me out a little bit. It does because that's like you got like a little jack in your mind. Like you worried about getting the vaccine because they got a little tracker jacker or some shit. And you know, like dog, the fucking Neuralink is, well, the ultimate goal is to upload your memories and your, your shit into an actual database. So you could be living basically on like, in the meta world forever type of, well, type I, of like I, that he was kind of saying and he probably, probably even else. on that podcast or whatever he mentions too where it's like the main goal and again what's the goal for real and then what's the goal they're portraying <laughs> two different things yeah. yeah but he was saying the main goal was like right yeah. now our phones are an extension of our minds right 
technically it's an extension of your mind, right? Like yeah. if you ask me a question, could I Google it? And yeah. if I give you an answer, if you want to know a song, could I check my playlist and give you that answer? Yes. Uh, he was saying, but the bottleneck in that process is the connection is the phone yeah. and the fingers. Your fingers can only work so fast. Your phone can only work so fast. Things like that. He's saying, if I could connect this phone to your brain, we are a superior being at that point. And he's not wrong. Yeah, and and, and, and that's his way of trying to combat like AI, AI technology. Because he said, as soon as AI is as soon as AI is created, AI is going to advance itself yeah. faster than humans are going to advance themselves, and they're eventually going to become the superior being, beings. I don't know at, about at y'all, a, but a really fast rate. I'm gonna sit on the sidelines and watch how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll all be dead by the time it gets really out of control. Or, or it'll be our kids. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't know, bro. Think back, think back. What, what's happened in the last 50 years with technology? Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> don't ago, there's no internet, no fucking phones, think no, about no it, screen think, TVs. Think about what's happened in the Shit. last in the last 19 years. 19, in less than 20 years, we had dial-up, bro. Right. No, yeah, no, right. you're right. right. We're right. driving so, drivable so, cars that are driving damn selves now. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, even and, what we're doing about, right now. So you guys say that we might not see something like that in our lifetime. I'm hoping. I'm I, think, hoping. I, think you guys, I think you guys are naive. You, you guys, I'm hoping. Question YouTube because I think YouTube is heavy on this censorship. Um, is YouTube it's Google, right? YouTube's owned by Google, yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay, damn, that's a whole different thing, but but it's different. YouTube is YouTube is um, so for people who don't know, I'm actually like a a gun advocate and like I actually I like owning guns, I own a bunch of guns, I think it's like fun for like shooting for sports like that. And a lot of they attacked the gun industry, yeah, firearm industry, heavy on YouTube. Like, a lot of the videos that taught you, like, how to, like, legally build your gun, like, just, like, how to assemble your gun, you know, the piece like that, they removed a lot of those videos. So, like, when you go back and look, you can only find videos from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. They removed a lot of those. And there's, like, a really popular gun advocate. I don't remember his name. It's something Nolan or something like that. But he's, like, a really popular gun advocate guy. And um, he's actually actually African-American and everything like that. And... Um, he's like a really popular guy, but they've censored the fuck out of his videos. They demonetize almost every single video. Up. Yeah, and pretty much like if you have if you have an opinion that kind of is on the on, on that leans towards the right side in a way, um, YouTube demonetizes your channel almost immediately. So yeah. like they rely on like Patreon um, donations like that for, yeah. for for income because YouTube demonetizes the whole entire thing, and it's not not even for yeah. like any. And the crazy part is a lot of times it's them not even breaking. Any type of like regulation, any type of any type of like rules, like YouTube's terms or conditions, they're not even breaking those rules, but they just demonetize it that's, because they. That's just what feel. I get mad. At. I don't get mad at like you mentioned vaccine or COVID, and then they put a little link at the bottom that's of the cool. post. Yeah. That's fine. Fuck it. If you want to go do some research, go ahead. I hate the whole demonetizing and taking down and stuff. Even even the Trench family, they had their TikTok taken away from them for a decent amount of time. When we first had them on the podcast, yeah. their their TikTok was taken away from them, and they were fighting back. And what's crazy is it got taken down for the same reason that they were popping. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an oxymoron. Like, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's like, well, the same shit that hits the algorithm and gets our shit popping is the same reason why you're taking our shit down. Like, yeah, come on. Like, exactly. this is super censored. Like, just because there's a little twerking or something like that here and there, like, you're telling me you take our shit down and other yeah. people aren't twerking on, yeah. on TikTok? Like, this is kind of... And I guess, like, the bigger you are, the more you got to deal with different things, right? Yeah. Like, same thing with Trump, where it's like, Zach spitting his opinion on Facebook is different than Trump putting yeah, exactly. his opinion, you know. So there is some nuance to it. You know, we're not crazy to not consider that. But it is going to be interesting to see what Elon does. And then coming from that, right? So 
Topic of the episode, perfect timing. We could get into our little thing, right? So, like, we just spent the past 20 minutes talking about Elon Musk because <laughs> what he was doing at 25, making a pivot, totally. He He's somebody that probably made, like, five different pivots in his life and probably successfully looked back at each of those happily, right? Um, but with us, and maybe we'll start, like, we'll start with Jacob, me, Zach, because I okay. think we kind of hit our pivots, our current, our most recent pivots, um, in that order, right? Yeah. So, Jacob, what was your pivot like? I don't think we've really got... We've we've mentioned it a lot because we've been supporting it and stuff, but yeah. we've never really reflected and kind of talked about what... Like your mindset during What was that. your mindset? What made you... Because uh, you had a home, you had all this, you had, you know, things and reasons that people don't do that, right? Like, nah, yeah. I got a house, I got a family, I got to support this and that. Um, but you made a big pivot into real estate. And and specifically to be an agent, right? And now we're kind of maybe seeing your bigger well, goal in this. Yeah, well, not not specifically be an agent, more so just for the flipping side aspect. Yep. I always thought you needed the knowledge to do it. You just need to have the knowledge of real estate before you get into all that. But I mean, my mindset was more so. I mean, I remember. I mean, remember growing up, I used to always try to throw business ideas. And even when I used to come over, and I used to be like, "Yeah, I'm trying to yep. want to do this business. This business is a good business." I used to always start to have a bunch of business ideas, and I never do none of them. Yeah. So it got to a point where I'm like fucking 24. And I'm fucking, I've been working for this company for like three years, almost four years. And when we were, when we've like, for people that don't know, our first 10 episodes, Jacob was still in this job, in this career. And I feel like every other time we met up, he was kind of talking about like, I got to do something, bro. Like, I, gotta <laughs> I get, fucking hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's killing me. Like, I got to do too. something. Like, it was kind of a rock bottom in your career wise. Not money yeah. or nothing, but just like. Fulfillment. Just fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like so before I went to that guy, right before like right before I even we started this podcast, that's when I exactly moved. Uh, I was doing a job for four years and like I'm I'm doing great at it. And it was it was a marketing position and I applied for another a bigger position up. Yeah. And this company is shady. And so you built, helped them build it. I, yeah, yeah. I helped yeah. them build it. I helped them build that whole Lake Wells office, you know, and I branded the fuck out of it. Started really got small. connections yeah. and I worked out there. Um, and we built that shit up and you know, and I and the thing is though, I applied for a position Two other individuals who were higher up, really high up in the board, mm-hmm. loved me, wanted to get me. We had a good connection. There was one new person that came on board last year that did not know me at all and didn't decided not to give me the position just because I didn't speak Spanish. Whoa. Strictly because I didn't speak Spanish. So, and it's a, span, it's a Spanish company. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I said, you know, like, in my mind, I never even wanted to do 9 to 5. I always said, fuck that. I want to be on my own. And it was one of those, like, yo. Y'all didn't give me the position. I clearly deserve it. I've worked my ass off for yeah. this. And you guys just basically spit in my face. So yeah. I was like, you know, either I stay and look stupid or I just make a big balls decision and just leave this. So I left. And then I networked with a girl that I, I worked in that basically company with for four years. And she had a position over there to, to run the marketing department. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And I jumped over. Um, and when I jumped over, I realized, man, this is the same shit. Yeah. Just with a, a bigger asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a bigger ass who's very like his way of, of working things morally wasn't correct. I mean, you're giving these old citizens the wrong insurances that are fucking them over for the conditions they need it for. Yeah. And, you know, insurances that I mean, not going to get too much into it, but just very basic. You need certain insurances to cover certain things. So you can't just be put on anything that gives the company money. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was doing anything that gave him more money in his pocket. Which is how a lot of insurance works anyways. It's a fucked up and, game but when, you you see about, when you see four, how that shit works. No, Medic- Medicare requires four hours to three hours of you actually explaining it to them. Yeah. He was switching insurances within 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine 75-year-olds, 80-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. And signing. Like, so it's a little bit of the industry. Like, it's a fucked up industry. It's a fucked up industry. And then... The job 
like this is a job. Yeah, and, ethically, and, he was fucking up. Yeah. He was doing wrong. So you know, I saw it and I was just honestly miserable. I didn't fucking like it. I was just like, I don't like what this was. And I always wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to build something where I knew can create financial freedom for myself. Yep. You know, so when I looked into real estate, I never really looked into real estate as an agent. And not saying agents don't make great money. They make great money. It's just that. That wasn't your goal. It wasn't my goal because I seen agents working 15, 20 years. And it's just like, that's not the goal either. My goal was to, like, get in this for, like, 10 to 15 years. And then that's it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm start, gone. start, get good knowledge, good experience. Yeah, and you know, start buying flipping. the properties, flip it, get some rentals. I'm gone. I'm enjoying my life for yeah. free, you know. Um, so that's, that was always my goal. So. I said, fuck yeah, I, I quit, and then I basically was on unemployment for two months, to two or three months, and I was like, yo, I couldn't just sit there. Yeah. I was sitting at home. It wasn't this, I don't know how people do that. I don't yeah. know how people have no job, sit at home, and just fucking play video games all day long. Yeah. Yo, fucking kills me. I was yeah. depressed. I was in my house like, yo, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I did. I started doing Uber, Instacart, and I was like, yo, I need something. I need you were to giving blood? Something. I was giving blood. I was yeah. like, I need to start something, because this is just fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How do not people do this shit? So that's why I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get into real estate. Let's fucking start this. And that's why I just did the real estate class. I passed it. I started the whole real estate journey. Yep. Um, and that's where I'm at today, you know? And then that's where I got my I got the first property I'm doing Which now. is just, like, and again, uh, we talk about this all the time. Like, yeah, you can get lucky in life, but you got to prepare for that luck. You got to, yeah. You got to prepare for that luck. So you got lucky where your family had a, yes. a certain property, land, and a mobile home and stuff. And it's like, yo... I'm built for this. Give this to me. Like, it was I, shit. Don't get me wrong. It was yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Gutting it up. Yeah. I was like, yo, we could do something off this. We can make a, a good 130, 140,000 just pure profit off of this. Yeah. If we do smart. But but that situation, that lucky situation, bumping into Jacob now versus bumping into oh. Jacob if you never made that pivot, that's night ne- and day. I would have never gotten it. Would have yeah. never done. Never have happened. Yeah. See, look at that. Would have never have happened. I would never even blink twice at it. Would never even saw it as an opportunity. Would never even looked at it as that way. Man, and and to that story that you have, uh, my uncle, uh, my uncle, he's a millionaire, and he, and based off of his real estate, right? Like he bought apartment complexes, stuff like that. But his dad, um, speaking of where they were when they were young versus where they are now, his dad, which is a big reason why he had the opportunity to do what he did. But his dad, when he was 25, 26, like our age, he was a freaking bouncer at one of the rowdiest bars in Iowa, right? Like, I mean, however that is. But, like, (laughs) dirtiest bars, biker bar. Like, he was a bouncer type dude there, right? Ends up, I don't know how, but, but ends up going the route that you're trying to go into and just makes ballsy decisions. Today, he's in his, uh, I think he's getting ready to have, like, his 90th birthday. But this man's a fucking billionaire, bro. Like, this man buys communities and flips communities, right? Like, buys a big piece of land, renovates it. Sells it to developers. And and flips yeah. communities, right? <laughs> like, I mean, just, just to show, like, like you're not late. You're not fucking early by any means. We know you. there's never a, you know, better time to start than now. But yeah. that man was not doing much in his mid-20s. And by the time he's 90, he's a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm probably not a billionaire, but hundreds of he's millions. Rich. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. financially free. I don't, I've never asked enough because it was none of my business, yeah. but like, I've gotten little tidbits here and there where I'm like, oh, this guy is balling, balling. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, it's, it's perfect, bro. Like, it's, it's been done before. Um, 
And and that's a pivot you look back on, right? That you're just like, yeah, I would always remember it because like it's one of those where it was scary. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't just like, yo, like I'm getting a good check every. Yeah. I'm getting a great check, and I like it. You know, I'm able to do this. I'm able to do that. I'm able to spend all the money I want, even though I never spend shit because I'm cheap. Yeah, um, cheap state. You know, but. <laughs> Only the OGs know what that means. You know, but it, it did me good, though. You know, honestly, I, uh, I I look back at it and I'm proud of myself because it's it's a, it is a scary fucking moment when you have, and that's why I feel like it is scary for a lot of people who are in these positions who want to do this, yep. like, and not just real estate, anything you want to do in life. You're you're in a position of comfortability because you get this check, and you know you got you know you got a continued schedule that's all continuing, yeah. it's all yeah, regular, yeah, yeah. and people get so stuck on that, and that fear is what stops them, and that fear stopped me for a long time. And so that's a big part a when, when you talk about that pivot. Like, each of us, there's that moment. Uh, and fear is a big factor that will, yeah. that no, that's no. the biggest thing that's making you consider, right? The hardest step is the first one, bro. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. And, like, that's, like, the biggest thing. A lot of people are scared of entrepreneurship. But the hardest step for it is the first one. And once you, once you take that first step... And once you start going, it's almost just like, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, after that, and the great thing is because once you do entrepreneurship once, you don't have that fear ever again. Yeah. yeah or you yeah. don't have as much of a fear ever again. You're more ballsier. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, oh, I've already done this shit before. <laughs> I've already been through this shit. So, like, in the future, you're just like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. I know what it's going to take, kind of, you know. Yeah. And, like, I know kind of, like, what to expect. And it's like, yeah. you're, it's, not a, it's not as scary of as a process, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you got to be good at building a plane while it's flying. Right? Like, like you don't necessarily. <laughs> and it sounds <laughs> fucked up, but, like. It's, I heard that quote somewhere where it's like, all right, we're, we're going to pretty much build this plane while we're flying it or whatever. But it's pretty much the concept is we're going to go and we're going to figure this shit, shit out, out as, as we go. go. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much what it is. Uh, for me, um, I don't, like I mentioned it, you know, like those that have been listening for a while, you, you've heard when I failed my CPA exam, this and that. But man, like, let me tell you, like, for me, it wasn't so much. It was a fear, but if it was more of like. A failure, right? So, like, my whole college career, I was in accounting. I was busting my ass. That was by no means an easy degree for me. Um, but then when I graduated and I started doing good in work and stuff, I was like, you know what? I'll be cheating myself if I don't try this, right? Like, I got to try this. I got to yeah. go for it. I got to shoot for it uh, regardless because I know this is something I've, like, I got my accounting degree. That makes me eligible to go for my CPA. If I don't at least try that shit, like, then that's bad. You know what I mean? Like, it was a little bit of that where I want to just try it. Like, I don't want to look back and say, nah, you know, that wasn't for me. You know, this and that. I want to look back and say I did it or I didn't. You know what I mean? And um, so I graduated. Things at work were going good. Uh, I had some of my mentors pushing me to do it, you know, and they were in positions like our CFO at the time. He was pushing me to do it. I was like, you know what? I want to be like you. I'm going to go do this. That was like one of the hardest six months of my life. Like that shit from I think it was February all the way to uh, July, July, August that I was studying. And I think I took it. I took the exam in June and I failed. And then I kept studying for another two months. Um, but it was rough because it was one of those things where, yeah, yeah, uh, it's easy to say, just try it. Just do it. Right. It's so easy to say, yeah, like, why not? It. Like, go do it. <laughs> but a to actually do it. Is one thing, right? Which I was, but then B to actually, uh, people are considering things and, and, and they get said to them, just do it, just go for it because there's that fear of failure. Like, yeah. what if I put this time yeah. in and I don't get it? You yeah. know what I mean? And that was the hardest thing for me because I put that time in, I had six months in and I took that first exam and I was pretty close, but 
it, it took a lot. Like, I was like, fuck, like, all right, I got to <laughs> get all this information back in my head, back fresh. And it felt, I felt like a failure. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was just coming off of getting my degree, doing great at work, different accomplishments at work. And then it's like, I put myself in this situation where I'm just constantly failing. Like, like my practice exams were like just good enough where I'm not confident in anything I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just confident enough to take the exam. Then you fail the exam. And then, uh, I, I remember failing the exam. I just remember feeling like, damn, like, what am I doing? Like, you're supposed to be an accountant, bro. Like, you're supposed to be this and that. Like, how are you going to succeed, like, to other levels? How are you supposed to break these barriers if you can't get the CPA? Um, and then, so I failed and I started studying again. And throughout that time, when I was putting myself back through it, after the fact, um, I, 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 once I got past, once I got past, like, all right, I'm not a loser. I'm not a failure from this, right? Like, it's okay if I don't get this. I got past that. And it started making me think, like, all right, well, what what am I doing at work that, that that's going to help, you know? Or what do I want to do in life that that's going to help? And, yeah, there are some things that that was going to help. But when I talk about a pivot, when I made that decision to go and get my MBA, which I'm going to start next month, and I'm so fucking excited for it, um, at the time it felt like, oh, th- oh you're going to settle. It, it definitely felt like, oh, you're not good enough for this, so you're yeah, going to go do that. that. Cool. Settle, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, And it, it did not feel like a good decision. It felt like... A loser decision Even though this is all relative It just felt like Damn You're not good enough for this You're gonna try that But I'll tell you what I made that decision Five months ago And right now How I'm sitting And how my career played out There's nothing That's gonna benefit me More than that MBA That CPA would have not Benefited me as much As this MBA is going to um, especially for what I'm trying to do, right? Like I would have got my CPA and I was not going to go be an accountant for somebody. <laughs> like I was not going to go open up my own tax firm and stuff like, like Zach's account. Like I was not going to do that. It just wasn't for me. Um, I was not going to go. Yes. I could, I, to be a CFO somewhere at a public company would have been great, you know, but like, also, I don't know how bad I started considering how bad do I want to be a CFO? You know, like I would like to be direct. I like operations shit. Every time I, my, company gives me the opportunity to do more accounting i kind of say i'm good at this shit right here like i don't mind what i'm doing right now for accounting but i'm really good at this and now five months later after that decision after that pivot i'm getting ready to get into this master's program and boy i'm excited and man is that shit gonna set me off in different ways that the cpa would have not yeah and it's good to know it's a good feeling right it was less of a fear and it was more of like like I'm just not good enough at this, and I got to be real with myself, and I got to make a decision right now uh, what path I'm going to go. Because when I look back five years, who's going to be in a better situation? You know yeah. what I mean? It was one of those. And I just want to say that's cool, too. Like, this, that is the story of just do it. And your worst fear is doing it, and you're not good enough. That's the story right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the pivot comes after that. Like, it, something good will come from it, period. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was trying to build the plane while I was running. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Kind of find out you're not good enough for it. But then the route I'm going now, it's like, yo, the fact that you even did decent on the CPA, you're a badass. Because you're yeah. going in a different <laughs> route, and you kind of have this background. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is good. Yeah. And that was, I just wanted to kind of reflect and say how good and happy i am with that decision that i made and uh how it's gonna make me happier overall and stuff like that and boy was i depressed in that time i'm not gonna lie bro like that's like going for your real estate license and you just can't get it you know what i mean it's a little different but it was the same it was the same 
you know, I mean, you yeah. did. I mean, you at least did it. That's the main part. But that feeling that you said, that failure, and like, yo, I'm not cut out for this shit. Maybe I'm not good enough, you know. And that does resonate in your head a little bit. And then the anxiety of like, I gotta reflect on this on the pod, you know. Like I had to <laughs> fucking face it on the pod. Like, yo, I've been yeah. talking all this shit. Like I'm gonna take it. I gotta come out and be like, yo, I didn't do I good. Didn't do good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's exactly. that's that's the transparency we bring on this. And that's that. Like as much as we can. This is. First episode in a little bit that we've had just us, but like as much as we can, we want to re- reflect on those type of times that we yeah, had. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then fast forward now, Zach is in the middle of a pivot. I kind of want to yeah. set it up just a little bit because yeah. um, Zach told me about this like a couple months ago. He's been considering it for years, but he told me about this maybe a couple of months ago. And in my mind, I was like, man, what the hell? Because Zach was somebody like... When I was trying to negotiate and get more money, Zach was one of the reasons. Because I'm like, man, I went to school. I'm trying all this shit. And this man, Zach's making way more bread than me. Like, this is <laughs> bullshit. Like, I got I to gotta fight for my worth. Um, and that just goes to show, like, Zach is very successful at what he's doing and what he's doing. And, and he has all these. It's weird because the investor we have, uh, Brian Rodriguez. Yeah. Brian Rodriguez? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian Rodriguez. Like, he's building these little avenues to get bigger at what he's doing. Yet, has this pivot in the in the you know in the horizon that is totally gonna wipe it all kind of clean a little bit right yeah. or put a big pause it's gonna put a big pause at the very least and that's a different type of pivot right like where we just talked about jacob where he had a rock bottom type of pivot me where i had like a failure can't go through this path type of p- pivot zach's is different because it's like successful in what he's doing got opportunities able to grow this and that but still wanting to do like a happiness pivot, I feel like more for yeah. his moral, like what he feels is like. Honestly, so like, for, so like a lot of you guys I don't know is um like way back like back when I was like seventeen, eighteen or so, I was kind of I I was I, if you guys don't know, I take it back a little, a little bit further. I was a high school dropout. Um, I did not finish high school. I got my GED, and I when I turned like seventeen, eighteen, my parents believe in tough love, so they basically said like. You need to figure shit out. You're basically an adult and you're not going to be living at home forever and shit like that. And I, I was already kind of like, already, I was already kind of doing stuff. I had like a launcher's landscape business like that. And I've always worked hard and I was always hustling like that. But it was like, you need to figure something out for your career. Like you just can't be some bum for the rest of your life. So um, something I was always interested in was planes and like flying. So then I always thought it was really cool. And uh, so when I, when I was like 17, 18, I went to a couple of schools to go, um, Actually, I went to I went right around the corner from here, that the the Kissimmee Airport. Yeah, right there. I went to the Kissimmee Airport. There's a couple of flight schools there. I went there and um, I said, hey, you know, like I think about going to become like a pilot. Um, and I was interested. And basically, every single school told me the same thing. Oh, they only hire veterans. There's no point in becoming a pilot. It's pointless. You're not. Gonna, it's going to be really. You can do it. It's going to be really, really hard for you to get hired. We don't <laughs> recommend it as a career. You should just go military or Air Force or whatever. And kind of, and whenever you come out, try to become a pilot, or they're like, or just become a pilot for like fun on the side. Yeah. So like, I had three schools that told me that, and I was kind of like, damn, man. Okay, well, like, this isn't going to be a good choice. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars, hundred twenty thousand dollars to go the school route and not be able to make money doing it or anything like that because I didn't think it. So I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll put it on the back burner and then. I'll just I'll just hustle my ass off, and this is kind of something we talked about in passion versus money. It's like yeah. if you have a passion, find find a way to to generate enough money where you can have your passion, and and you can you can kind of live out your dream in that way. You just have to hustle to be able to build up to that. And so, like my mind, I've always thought like, okay, you know what? It's gonna be really cool. Like I'm, I'm gonna become successful. I'm gonna get my own planes. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna learn how to do it on my own, and I'm gonna fly on my own. And then I'm gonna open my own plane company. That's kind of like where my mind was always at. 
but um, a few years ago, my my when my girl like was really starting her program, get, taking it really seriously. I kind of started like thinking again, like, damn, what do I want to do? Like right before she had started, I was like, man, like what what do I want to do? Money. Yeah, like what like what what do I want to do? Besides, like, because I like being an entrepreneur, I like working for myself, but like, I feel like I'm kind of like at a road where it's like I can make more money doing what I do, but it takes like a lot of growing and a lot of a lot of time and a lot more work. And it's like if I'm going to put more time into work into this, I want something that I feel like I can be more guaranteed and more route along the lines of, you know what I mean? So I was kind of like thinking back, and I'm like, man, that pilot stuff sounds good. And actually, so I started looking back into, it and I was like, well, how many how many pilot graduates? actually get hired and so yeah, so i started looking and then i found out that the aviation industry is in shambles right now because for the last 20 years they've been saying don't don't become a pilot because right don't become a pilot because because the, the veterans are getting hired the but jobs. the thing was that was a big problem <clears throat> 20 years ago when all the fire when all the fi- fighter jet fighters were were coming out of the were coming out of the military they were getting hired by the airline companies but there's not as many fighter jet pilots as there used to be. You know, this is back in like the World Wars, the Cold Wars, <laughs> everything like that. Like, they needed that. Yeah, so like there was a fuck ton of, of fighter, uh, fighter jet pilots that were coming out continuously, but we don't have as many as we used to. And it's also come to find out that aviation industry, the, uh, the airline companies are kind of learning that the airline pilots are a little bit too aggressive. Yeah. Like, uh, yep. They're a little bit too aggressive compared to what they want. For, for their companies, which they would still hire them, no problems. Yeah. But like, they're realizing that they're a little bit aggressive, and like they, some of them have PTSD and stuff like that. So like, they're not like the perfect. They're learning that they can take an, a civilian and train them to be a, just as good of a pilot as 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 like a, a retired airline pilot. Especially with technology now, it is today. It's way different yeah. than back in the eighties. Because back in the eighties, there was plane crashes happening a lot, a lot well, of plane failures and everything like that. To add on that demand, though, Chris Dan's cousin became a pilot at like twenty five, twenty six, and he said like when he walks in the commercial and he walks in there and he's everybody's in their forties and fifties, and yeah. he's the only one that's in his twenties. Yeah, so exactly. That, just to go to that demand or that yeah. supply of it shows you. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, the kind of kind of kind of continue off of that. So when I was looking a couple years ago, I saw the thing that was so. I saw this a couple of years ago and the article was published a couple of years before that. So we'll say like in the ballpark of like three to five years ago, the article was published and it was saying that within 10 years, they're expecting like uh, close to 70% of the aviation industry will be hitting their, their, their forced, their forced retirement age. Yeah. 70%. Gosh, close damn. to 70% will be hitting their forced retirement age. And that just gives you an idea of how 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 old how much older the the the, the clients are you know the clients yeah because the, the retirement age over there is like probably like what fifty eight sixty no like, no no I think I think for pilots I think it's around like you have to retire like at sixty three or sixty five something right, along those I lines okay. so it's so, pretty much the same yeah yeah, yeah so, so, so you're but you're forced to retire a certain age and that's not including so that was including my, my fault that was including forced retirement age and then the average people that will no longer be able to fly due to health conditions because if you start having health uh, heart problems you can no longer fly if you become diabetic you can no longer fly there's so many different things that like you can come health wise that will stop you before your reti- before your retirement it's kind of like a different version of like the trade trade field like the yeah. trade market but like yeah. just like a lot of people in trade are probably like the the supply of young people in that industry is is low yeah. but the air air like the pilot industry is a little different cuz it's not like a split decision to try to get into the industry. Like you got to kind of, you got to go through your courses and work into it. So like even less, even more so kind of de-incentivizing the younger people to go. Yeah. So like there's there's a lot of factors, but it was saying like about 70% of the industry within the next 10 years was going to have to be retiring 
um, along those lines. And I forgot what the percentage was for forced retirement. I think it was in the ballpark of like 40%. But anyways, that, that I was like, damn, that's like a huge, huge number. So um, I kind of, I've been, I thought about it for like, like when my girl started her program about two years ago, I thought about it for like a year and I was like, man, this is what I wanted to do. I've been doing research, been looking into it. And about, about roughly, probably about close to a year ago now, I kind of started talking to my girl about it. I'm like, hey, you know, like, I've really been thinking about it. And I had told her this way before she, before she even started her program. I was telling her, like, man, you know, I wanted to be a pilot and all this for that. So she knew about it. And I told her about a year ago, I'm like, hey, babe, you know, I've been looking into this. And um, I'm, I'm learning that, like, the aviation industry is kind of not what it was back when I was looking at it. Um, and that wasn't even that many years ago, but this is what this is what the schools were telling me. I was like, it's not it's not what I thought it was, and they just did a bad projection on what they needed, and everything like that. And so she, we were talking about, she's like, well, think about it and see what you want. And then about, I would say about six months ago, like I told her, like you know, this is this is what I want to do. I think this is like really really what I want to do. So I started kind of going through like a lot of different things, making phone calls to see if it was actually like if I was actually able to do it because there's a lot of strict requirements on like on like um your background, on like health, and there's like a lot of lot a lot of requirements on how you can do it. And I had a couple of things that I had to make sure that like were good that I would be able to be able, be able to go into this industry on. So after me kind of clearing those, I was like, you know what, babe, like I think I can do this. I might have to jump through a couple of hoops for certain things, but I I can do this, you know. And so that's kind of why I was just like, you know what. I'm, I'm going to do it and this is how it's going to be. But to kind of go off of like where my mindset with it is, is that when, when you become a pilot, the first year you're going to be around like the 80, about $80,000 a year right now is what, what they're hiring got. And then right now they're doing like 25 to $35,000 sign on bonuses. And so you'll be around $80,000 a year. And then year two, you're usually going to be like in the 110 to $140,000 range. And then, Year three, you're usually around, you're usually like in the high 100s, low two, 200s. And then year four, you're usually hitting the top, the, you're usually hitting mid to high 200s. And then year five, you can easily be tapping on 300,000 pretty easily. Yeah. And that's without overtime. And one of the things I loved about it was that an average pilot only works about 14 days a week, I mean, 14 days a month. So you're only usually working half the month. Yeah. And, um, 14 days a week. Man. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> 14, 14 days a month. Crazy. 14 days a month. So, and like, I still want to be, I want to kind of pivot and be able to become like an investor. So like, I don't want, I want to have businesses, but I don't want to be the one running them. And I think that me being able to work this amount of time would open up a lot of free time. And even though I'm, I will be gone from technically gone 14 days, you don't work an entire eight hours in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you do like a three or four hour flight. Well, it depends if you're doing international web, but you're doing like a three to four hour flight and you're sitting in a hotel for the rest of the night. It's a better life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. You know, I, better, um, some people want to want to be, I, one of the things, one of the drawbacks for me is that is I'm going to be away from home probably like two nights, three nights a week. Right. Which is kind of a draw downside to me. But the financial freedom that it the would create. it gives you to invest. Yeah, exactly. And to invest and everything like that. And like the, the bigger picture for me is to do this for 10 years or so. And save up enough money and everything like that, and then be able to open my own private charter company. Yeah, and do that, and then if maybe work part time or be like an on call pilot or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. If something happens, and like a standby pilot, and just kind of be there whenever it's needed. But that's kind of what my goal is. And on top of that, to also add on is like the benefits are fucking insane. When you're a pilot working for a mm-hmm. company, you and your significant other can pretty much fly anywhere you want for free at any time. Um, so that's that's really great. That's I mean, amazing. You, you gotta fly. You gotta fly standby. So that sometimes sucks. But for the most part, like you get to fly wherever. Four weight four hundred one k benefits are freaking. In, some of the aviation industry has some of the best. Some of the best. Um, um, what's it called? Four hundred one k. 
No, the, mo- the some of the best like career Retirement. benefits, no, like some of the best benefits you can have. So like the four hundred one k is crazy. Like there's companies that are paying ten percent without you even adding anything to your four hundred one k, and so like you, you can easily put whatever you want into it. So that that's like really really crazy. You know, you have like really great healthcare and all these different things. So it's just like and on top of that, you're a fucking pilot, so you can fly. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's like a, there's so many benefits to it, and this is like something that I've always like I've always had a passion for flying and planes and shit like that i've always feel like i feel like that's kind of like the epitome of like luxury you know like i think yacht i think i think yachts are cool but i think planes are way cooler no, than yachts are. you know what i mean <laughs> and even like not. even like a little small small cessna 172 or something like that i think that's so fucking cool to be able to like fucking hey babe yeah. you want to go to miami for the day let's hop on a fucking plane let's fly for a couple hours and yeah. we're, we're in miami that dope. you know <laughs> what i mean and then like i always thought like that was so cool and so like that and it's great to know and like i said i'm gonna be away from home which is like my, the only downside in my eyes to this industry is being away from home and it sucks because like I really want to be active, but the amount of financial, like the financial, the financial freedom I'm able to get from this, this industry, not including things on the side, just the financial freedom I'm going to have from this, would be able to allow me to be able to make it where my wife doesn't do even, more. My wife doesn't even have to work. Yeah, yeah. My wife yeah. wouldn't even have to work. You know what I mean? And I know that she's going to want to work just because how she is. You know, she, she's not going to be at home. But like, we're going to have that financial freedom to be able to do whatever we want. It's like, hey, babe, you yeah. know what? The, the days that we do have off. We can travel. We can go do some of these. We can we can utilize that time so much. And for me, it just it just makes so much sense. And like, it, it just sounds so great. And like, I know that I'll be able to have the freedom to still be able to do things and still be able to build. And it'll put myself in a fine in a, in a different in a higher level tax like a high net, higher level financial bracket, so I can actually do bigger investments. I have a lot of big ideas that I want to do, but I don't have the financial freedom to be able to do those bigger investments and yeah. those bigger things because, you know. Bank will loan you or something. That man, it's, 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 it's hard because, man, like an average, I want to get into franchises and shit like that. And it's hard to touch a franchise without a quarter million to sit yep. in your bank account. It takes yeah. money to make money. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. that's like for like not even a crazy franchise. Like I want to get into a lot of different things and I know that this will open up a lot of avenues for me. And I might not, I might, I might not even be working for the airline companies for more than 10 years, depending on what's going on. And if I do work for them for longer than that, then great. My fucking retirement's beautiful. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not worried about it. But I just think that it sets me up for, like, a better life and a better pace at life. And, and a big thing with your pivot, too, that's important uh, is, like, timing in it, right? Like, Jacob's pivot, it was bad timing, right? Like, but yeah. it didn't matter, right? Because it was a rock bottom type of pivot. Yeah. My pivot, it, it, timing didn't matter either. Time, timing for me was more now than it is anything else. It's just, yeah. I got to make a decision now. Your pivot timing was big because you're kind of doing this when Melissa is going to go work. Yeah, right? exactly, so, like, yeah. you got the support now, and I've been thinking about this, and I want to do this. So now is the best time to do yeah. this. And, and the industry is crazy. There was an article that was in dr- the industry. Yeah. Yeah. The art. So like that was something else I forgot to touch into was that um, like when this all started, like right after I started having the idea, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Like after, like when I started like come back into like, oh, I want to do this before. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't talk to my girl about it immediately. I sat on it for like a whole year is because COVID hit and the aviation industry was was bad, man. And that's like something else that created problems right now. I kind of stem into. But like the aviation industry was hit, man. And um, obviously nobody was flying. So passenger airline was completely just yeah. non-existent. And the people that were flying were usually like executives or big people that had to fly. And they were just flying private charter. So that like kind of created a higher demand for private charter. So like it, COVID kind of scared me back out of this almost a little bit. It almost got me, man. And I was like, fuck, like, 
okay, well, this this is not a good idea because we have this going on, and then now now COVID comes, and now we're going to have to deal with all this shit on yeah. top of that. So I was kind of it almost kind of scared me out of it again, but then like because of the industry, the industry. A lot of the pilots that were set to retire within like the next two to five years, they just retired early. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, um, I'm not going to be working right now. I can take a severance pay and I can just go ahead and just fucking retire early and call it a quits. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then, um, so like that, and then like another thing that kind of gave me a little bit more, like more like, more like uh, security with it was that I saw the FAA came out and they were saying that um, it was like an article that was not just directly from the FAA, but it was like somebody from the FAA and like, I forgot what the, what the exact company was, but it was an article that tied in with the FAA and the FAA spokesperson was coming in and saying that they're estimating that the United States is going to have to have 70,000 pilots within, within the next three years. But well, they need, thir- thing was like 34,000 pilots to sustain the current, the current yeah. status, like yeah. the current flight to maintain what we're at right now, which is not good because we're like super, super short staffed on <laughs> pilots. Like where if, like if flights get canceled, they're booked out for days. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a bad problem. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad right now. So like they're saying they need a minimum of 34,000 to sustain what we're currently at, but they want 70,000 pilots in the next three years. And on average, about 10 to 15,000 pilots yeah. are coming into the industry on average. And so. that's one thing I want to touch on since you kind of mentioned it, like when you started, uh, like that advisor kind of, persuading you away yeah. like different school advisors pursuing persuading you away from it is those that have kids or those that are in that college process or thinking about that process just know like these advisors are great resources and they're good yeah. help and they could schedule you and they could do this and that but they know what the trend is now they don't yeah. know what the trend will be yes, right exactly. so like listening to them is very beneficial and it's good but that's just like reacting on the stock market yeah. or something like that right like if you want to make big money you kind of create your own trend or you do something that is trending that they don't know about right yeah. like pilot that's a great example if you would have done that then like Fuck, where would you bro. be now right yeah man it, it would have sucked in like you know something else with the pilot industry they say like Get it done as fast as you can because seniority number is a huge thing. The faster you get in, the higher your seniority number. Yep. And seniority numbers matter so much. Yeah. So much because they have rankings. You know, you come in, you're first officer, depending on what airline you come here, and you come you become first officer, then you become captain, you become senior captain. Yeah. Or whatever, depending on what airline company, it could be different. But like depending on where you're ranking in is really depends on what you make per hour. And like like usually the like the rule of thumb is you're gonna you're gonna usually get a thousand yeah. flight hours annually. Yeah. But like it makes a big difference. So the earlier you come in, the faster. And that's one of the reasons why I decided that I'm going to do this full time, because a lot of people take four years to do this. Right, right. Because a lot of people do it part time, and it's hard to build your hours, and it's really expensive. So they usually take four hour, four years to do it. For me, I should be doing it in less than two. Right, right. So, but it, but another thing on top of that, I remember going to Valencia, and it was like an orientation thing, and an advisor was talking to me, and I remember she was treating me differently because I was working. Right. And it was weird because like like I don't know what it was, but they had you do some survey type deal. And I was showing that I was working 30 hours a week or whatever, which is not even full time. Um, but she was kind of treating me differently, kind of like not. Like she you're was, not gonna make it. Like no, like, like it was more are, so, are you sure you want to do four classes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was like, well, like like she'll just set, a lot. She'll set somebody up with this or that. But then with me, she was kind of like, well, let's let's do like just these because you are working and stuff. And at, at a certain point, she's right because not everybody can handle. It. Yeah. But um, I do remember saying, no, I'm gonna do this. Like yeah. leave me alone, and I did it. I right? went through the yeah, same exactly. thing when I was in, when I was going through. I was working full time, and they were like. Oh, like this is a lot to handle. This is gonna be your first semester. You should do this. I'm like, nah. 
I, 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 no, no. I'm doing these four classes, and I literally just walked out of the advisor's yeah, office, and I went home and scheduled the shit myself. I never, but yeah, I just scheduled my shit myself. Yeah. I but speaking advisor. about the trend, right? Like she's looking at what the trend is yes. now, and she's yeah. seeing a lot of kids that don't feeling, work, yeah. and they and they go to school, and they get all the those that take four classes a semester don't work. Like they're gonna succeed, they're yeah. gonna pass. Yes. Um, and then those that work a lot and stuff like that, like they're gonna have their struggles, yeah. but. Um, speaking of trend and like being a part of a trend before it's a trend type thing, I see it now more than ever. Like a big part of where I am today is because I worked and got experience while I was in school. So then now you got your degree with your experience in the business world. That's everything, you know, versus I can't tell you how many people we hire, right. That just got out of school and they're like learning entry level. They're learning everything all over again. And maybe they're put in a good position, but they don't have any experience and they're just, Struggling because of that, but it, it's almost like that should be the trend. Where like I, I, one of my coworkers was asking me about it, and I was like, "Look, man, if you don't know what he wants to do, make him work somewhere that's relevant to what he wants to do, and just go to community college, bro. Like and and save money and do this and that because." Those kids are going to be more talented and have more to offer when they get their degree. Like that degree is going to mean more. Yeah, with with to their resume and to everything. You know, like like and these days, I don't see it any other way. Like I don't think one hundred percent. And yeah. then to add on to the advisor thing, not all advisors know everything either. Like we had like so for example, when I started going through my stuff, Mateo had been in school for like a year or two before I even started going to college, and I was telling him like oh cardiovascular tech looks cool this is what i want to go for and everything like that and he was like oh that he's like that looks really cool too and i was explaining to him like that he's like oh that's really cool and then i met up next time he's like yo i want to go for the cardiovascular tech too and i'm like okay and i was telling him like oh if you want bro like we could probably go at it at the same time almost and he was like no bro what are you talking about you just got started you gotta get aa and i'm like no bro you only get, get your prerequisites and you can get an as and that's because of what somebody told him and he was like no bro you have to get your aa and then you can apply this permit I was like no the fuck you don't you just got to get your prerequisites he's like bro how are you going to tell me the advisor told me this i'm like no so he <laughs> yeah. went back to the school and sat down and the advisor was like well we just recommend you get your aa before that because in case you want to do something else he was like what the fuck so i've been yeah, going to yeah, school yeah. for two years for no reason yeah they're helpful resources but don't put every all don't put all your chips that. into yeah. Yeah, yeah, do man. your own, do your own research because if you yeah. know for sure what you want to do, and like for example, like an AS program, you only got to do the prerequisites. You don't have to get an AA. But if you're kind of iffy about what you want to do, get an AA. So if you want to pivot, you want to pivot, you can pivot. Right. But if you know for pivot. sure what you want to do, just go ahead and just fucking find out what exactly you need to do. Don't do nothing extra, especially if you're paying out of pocket like I was doing everything like that. And just do the bare minimum so you yeah. can get into that program and get your fucking degree so you can start making some money. Yeah, man. Uh, weekly success and failure. Let's wrap this up. Uh, for me, weekly success, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on a good vacation and it couldn't come at a better time. It's right after I just busted ass at work. Like, I'm not leaving work worried about nothing. I'm, I'm leaving work like, oof, I'm ready to like enjoy this relaxation time. Um, weekly failure, um... Let me think. Uh, I'm I'm letting doubt creep into my mind. That's a powerful thing. Mm. I know all these like mental books, mental strategy things, mental quotes that you see. It's always about like not letting that doubt creep in your mind. I know there's this one guy that has this whole book on it where it's just like instead of seeing it that way with the like a doubtful way, you turn it into how is this a positive thing, you know? And yeah, I've been yeah. letting a lot of doubt creep into my mind, and I gotta kind of break that trend before it yeah. snowballs into something else. Um, for me, my weekly failure is, it's going to be kind of similar to last week's man is that I mean, I fucked myself over so bad because I fell behind on my accounting stuff so bad, man. This last week, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was just catch up my accounting stuff. I didn't realize how far behind I was. I found out a lot of fuckers haven't paid me for like almost like six months, you fucking <laughs> asshole. So if you're one of those companies that hasn't paid me yet, give me my fucking money. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, I just felt like I felt really far behind on like a lot of my stuff. So like that's definitely my my failure is that like I've definitely slacked with that over the last couple months. And then um, my success, man, is kind of falling off of that. I got my fucking taxes done <laughs> right before the deadline. Today's yeah. the fucking 17th. So tomorrow's the deadline. So hallelujah. I got yes, my fucking, hey. I got my taxes done. So we lit. <laughs> and then shout out to my fucking CPA. You're fucking nice with it, bro. I don't know how you fucking know, man. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, if you got a business, find yourself a great fucking CPA or somebody, a tax professional. Find yourself somebody that knows their fucking shit. Because, man, they be working some miracles, and I don't know how the hell they be doing it, especially on the, on the realm of legality side. Man, shout out to my CPA. That's all I got to say. Yes, sir. Shit. Uh, my weekly uh, success would be this week would be uh, I'm busting my ass a lot. I'm reading more books. So uh, that's that's my success. I'm yes, happy. Sir. I'm killing shit. And then my failure would be that... Uh, I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out a lot more. <laughs> you know, when you bust your ass more, I guess a lot more stress comes through me. Uh, a lot of it's mental, though, so I had to make sure I differentiate the uh, difference between real stress and stress I'm creating myself. Yep. So that's my, my problem right now, just trying to differentiate the two and figure out what's my bullshit stress and what's the real stress. Yes, sir. So, yes, yeah. sir. That's yep, yep. it, man. Another episode, just the boys. Thanks for tuning in. Like, follow, subscribe. subscribe. Share it to your friends. Share it to your mom. Let us know, man. We go, we I eat booty for free. Yo, what the fuck? That'd be great, though. I mean, for free. That would be a good thing. I'm not going to lie. Man, uh, this week, I'm holding myself accountable. So this week, which if you're listening to it now, that means I already bought the shirts. We are pulling up on UCF in the month of May. Hell yeah. I'm putting it out there right now. We're pulling out UCF. Going. We're pulling up on Valencia, all that in the month of May. I'm going to have the shirts. Shit. We're going to print them out. Month of May, we're doing this shit. Hell yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, y'all. Watch out. Pocket watch watch out, guys.